Okay, here we go. Um, let's uh, let's start the mission again at the bottom of of Ayin Testament Bay seventy nine B. It's a kind of a new halacha. Yesterday we were um, kind of uh, t- talking about cases of doubts, uh, where there were two. A woman was married to two men, and obviously there was only can be married to one man, and which one was first, and who was authorized. Now we have just a different question about people that traveled, and they come back with a wife, and they come back with kids. How do we know they're her, his kids? How do we know she's his wife? How do we know uh, the status of the, the, as far as Yichus goes in the future? So, There was somebody who was married here. And uh, we checked into her lineage. She was a full bred. She was 100%, and he was 100%. But they went overseas. And he comes back many years later, and uh, we can't recognize them. And he says, oh, this is the same wife that I had in the, when I left. And this is, this is the one. And these are the kids. We don't need any proof about the wife and the kids, we, can, we don't have to assume that it's a whole new wife, and uh, we can assume that these are her kids. What, the, what happens, though, if he says, remember that wife that I used to have? Well, she died overseas, and these are the kids that I had over there, meaning that we never met these kids. So maybe Raya Lobanim, he's going to have to bring a proof on the kids. Venu maybe Raya Al-Isha. doesn't need to bring a proof on the woman. New case. He leaves town as a bachelor. And he comes back and says, Harizu, this is my new wife, and these are the kids. Maybe he'll bring the proof on the yichas of the mother, and then, Mesa, he says, I took a wife over there, she passed away, and these are the kids. So then all bets are off. And I briefly mentioned yesterday about how common it was in the old country that people would have a visa where they could bring their wife and they would take somebody who wasn't their wife and bring them over, or, or kids that were not their kids, to save their life, to bring them over here. And they would claim that they were their wife and they were their kids. And so the question always, when people travel overseas, I suppose that getting um, permission uh, was not what it is today, you know, to travel. It wasn't easy to get. You would get, like, a visa with a name on it and you could bring someone else who was similar and uh, uh, sometimes you could and sometimes you couldn't. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Omar, and we're going to explain the mission. Omar, Rabba, Nubakum, That which we don't assume that the kids belong to the mother, that's if they have, this is the word karach, which means like, uh, as long as they, are, they look like, they're acting with this lady like they're her kids. Rashi, the word karach, nidvachim etzlo. They're clinging to her. They're like, the Hebrew word for devik is glue. They're glued to mommy. So you know that she's the mommy. You don't have to ask any questions about the kids. In other words, typically you can tell kids that belong to a mother. That's all. Therefore, you don't, it, it's strong enough that you don't have to prove that they're the kids. Let's see. I married someone over there. Okay, let's check the pedigree. But you don't have to prove the kids. Um, you have to bring a proof if you bring adult kids. And the interesting thing is, adult kids don't act like glue to mommy, necessarily. Uh, but the small kids, you don't have to bring a proof. That's all if you only have one wife. But what about if you say, I had multiple wives, 
Then you have to prove everything. Basically, he, he, he had two wives, and he comes back with one, and he says, these are the kids of this wife. We're concerned that uh, people develop a household. Often, if one wife passed away, they would marry another wife. Um, in those days, it's also just like 100 years ago, like the, if, a, if a person's wife passed away, they, they really couldn't take care of the kids. They would get married immediately and almost take almost anybody they could get who would take care of the kids because the husbands were had to work, otherwise they would starve, and they needed somebody at home, and so they would very quickly get a, a woman to uh, a new wife who was willing to take care of the orphans. Let's see Rashi. He says, this that we believe him that the kids that belong to this woman is if he only had one wife. But if he admits that he had more than one wife, one of them died, and but these are the kids, then he needs to bring a proof. He has to prove that she has yichus, and these, the big ones and the small ones. And even if the small ones cling like glue to this mommy, maybe these belong to the other wife, and she, she adopted them. Which was, again, the... Uh, the mother that took care of them is the mother that they know. Okay, anyway, so that's just this concept of kids clinging to mommy works if there's only one mommy. If there's more than one mommy in the picture, so then you have to figure out whose kids they were. Back to the Losh, as we finally get to today's page. Loshna, this that we can, uh, we don't need any evidence that we can just anecdotally look at the family. Um, that's only regarding, uh, let's say he's a Kohen, and kachegvul, that uh, we're allowed them to use the, the eat the regular truma. But not as far as establishing identity when they want to get married, there we need more proof. Rashi. Uh, that which we rely on the children uh, uh, being glued to mommy. That's in order to eat truma im koinu ochem kachegvul. If he's a kohen, he can let his kids eat truma. Shevi raila ishezushi kshera lakuna. Let him just bring a proof that the woman that he marries kasha lakuna. Some kanala banim akruka achreha. If the kids are young and they are glued to mommy lomar benehahein, then the mommy's kosher for a kohen, and they are acting like they are her kids. They veinu chalolim. That's enough proof that they're not chalolim. Avul yuksim imesh behem benos. Let's say he has daughters and he wants to marry them. He's gonna, we're going to need some more proof. That's one opinion. Back to the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan says, no. So the real question is, how strong is this uh, being glued to mommy? Is it like, enough, it's enough for truma, but is it enough for them when they get married? Do, do we still, do we need more than that? Um, you know, it, it's like, imagine just going to the passport office and saying, well, Prove these are your kids, and he says, "Well, don't you see they're sitting on her lap, you know? Or don't you, you know? Is, how, how far does that go?" Is the question. I don't think a secular court would accept that, but okay. The Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochanan said that we do accept it. This is basically a chazaka. It's an assumption that we're allowed to make certain assumptions. So the question is, how far does an assumption go, or a chazaka, something that's accepted? Uh, he says it's strong enough that you can give somebody a whooping, malakan al chazakas, and sochlan, and you can actually stone or burn somebody in a chazakas. The ain't surf and truma 
on the on the other hand, you won't burn truma on a kazak. And uh, basically, there um, kazak is an assumption. You can assume that if these kids are clinging to this woman, that likely she's their mommy, right? That's the assumption. Against we have, unless, unless we have some reason to believe that she adopted them, right? But they, 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 there's a certain way that children act with their mother that they don't act with other women. That you're allowed to assume that it's likely they're the mother. That's a kazaka. It's not a hundred percent. Different kazaka. of kazaka than you know than we've understood before. Okay. Yes. This, this sounds like yeah. Okay. Lamaisa. It, it seems like, but it's not it like muxik. Okay. From the usual kazaka, no. I, I I guess so. Yeah. Yes, Richard. <laughs> I, I I don't understand how how can we put someone to death and give a malchus based on kazaka? Ah, oh, so let's wait. We're gonna we're gonna come to it. Okay. But it's not gonna help you too much. But at least we'll know a little more. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. Uh. So uh. A carib, uh so Malaka, so we'll explain. You can get a good whooping on a Chazaka, Kravihuda, Dhamma Ravihuda, Huxak Nidavishik and the Saha. So in those days, uh they did certain things to make sure that they um uh they were in a Jewish country and they all kept mitzvahs and they had certain uh so uh they when a woman was the wrong time of the month, um her neighbors would know and they would help her with the kids and uh they wore different clothing even. Uh, so once it was that time of the month, and all the neighbors knew that that woman was that that was the time of the month, and they would help each other go to the mikvah. It was uh, the the people that so if it's that everybody knew that she was acting like it was that time of the month, and uh, sometimes uh, there are certain halachas also that when you serve a husband and wife, that when it's the time of the month where there it's the the where they're not intimate, so there are different there are differences. She won't hand them things directly, and um, so if if everybody can see that in a normal, healthy Jewish home, there's a week of the month or two weeks where they, they uh, uh, that's the time that the wife is off limits, and so they know it's that time, and then uh, the husband is uh, together with the wife. So loco la mishum nida. So we'll take him out back and give him a good weapon and teach him a lesson. Somebody must have seen that he was intimate with her. So uh, now, how do we know for a fact uh, that she was bleeding? I mean, we don't know that, but uh, it's a chazaka. Let's see that Rashi. They saw she was wearing the nida clothes. She was wearing the, the, uh, the pads or whatever, whatever it was. So, uh, and then they see him, to, they're witnesses that he's intimate with her. That's a problem. Okay. Sochlin v'sorfen, you could get stoned or burned. If uh, you have a household, a man and a woman, uh, mothers and daughters, and uh, based, how do we know who's the mother, who's the daughter? Niskolin, uh, and let's say somebody commits incest. Uh, the mother with the daughter, the kids with the, um, uh, the father with the daughter, the mother with the son, uh, they can be stoned. But how do we know for a fact that this is, that she, that this is her son, this is their mother? So, Omer of Shim ben Pazi, Omer Yeshua ben Levi, Mishum bar Kapara, Maisa bi'isha shehet shabal Yerushalayim, that once happened that a woman came to Yerushalayim, v'tinech morkev al and she's giving a piggyback to a boy. 
So, uh, it, you know, usually when you give a piggyback to so, uh, so a boy and it's a lady, you can assume that must be her kid. Big deal. She doesn't give piggybacks to other people's kids. Ubala, and then there are witnesses that a few years later she's having relations with that one she gave the piggyback. And uh, we assume, based on the way that the other people saw them, that this was their son. Behaving the Basin, and they brought her to Basin, and they stoned her. Now, Lobif Nesha Benehavada, we didn't have witnesses who were there at birth of Nesha Korachachreha, but uh, it can be assumed that this child acted to her like a son all those years, and based on that, Kazaka will stone her for having relations with her son. That's the, uh, let's see, uh, does Rashi say more? Yeah, it's right in the middle of the page. It's, it's like, it's, they look like a family. This is the wife, these are the kids. I mean, when you think about it, let's think about our, our people at this table. I, I shouldn't do that. I don't like to use that. But let's think about the, the wives of the people that, or, the, or the family member. Do we know for a fact? Did anybody show us who's, who belongs to who? We just assume that, you know, this is somebody's wife because they, I think they live in the same house and I think that they're married, right? No one, no one ever asked you to see your ksuva, right? No one ever asked, you know, you invite someone over and they come with a wife. You assume that's the wife, right? Or they don't have, you know, like, so we just assume, but nobody asks for records. So we're asking that before we would stone a woman, and say that it's her kid, do we need a witness that she had the kid? Or if she lived all those years and it looked to everybody like her, this was her son, we're saying that's enough. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what Richard was asking. Okay, I don't have a good answer to it, but uh, that's what it says. So it's, so it's like Correct. She's grooming him, that's right. Yes, that's hard to imagine, isn't it? So that's hard to imagine. Okay, but we're going to see actually some really spooky cases on Ahmed Bey's, but all right. The ain't sarf and truma ala kazak. The only thing is, this assumption isn't enough to burn. Truma, dumb, rishim, and lash, sarf and al kazak. He says, you do. Rabbi Elchanan says, no, you don't. Now, by the way, to burn truma is a sin. So you can only burn it if you can be 100% sure that it's tummy. Otherwise, you don't need to. So that, that's the question here. How strong is it? But uh, also, they're consistent to none. Let's see the case. Somehow, the kid got in the kitchen. The little kids are not supposed to be alone in the kitchen. That's what you have those gates for, to keep them out of the, uh, away from the food. But you find your little kids in the kitchen, and guess what? Uh, in their hand is some cookie dough or some challah dough. They got the dough in their hand, and we're assuming that they stuck their hands in the cookie jar, and they stuck their hands into the food. So can we, uh, do we now, what do we do with that? That was holy food. Is it, do we assume that it's still pure? Ramirez says, yeah, we can assume it's still pure. They say it's tamay. Now, you know why? Because kids, uh, they play in the dirt. Rashi, Latapak, Bishratzim, and they love to play with creepies. Venevolos uh, and disgusting things, Sheba Ashba. I guess they didn't have toys in those days. The truth is, even when they have toys, kids like to play with creatures and uh, uh, pets and all types of. Uh, they, they like to play in the garbage. In those days, they had garbage. That was where the exciting stuff was. And um, they hung around outside in the places where people dumped things. And they looked around. 
And so you can assume that a child, a healthy child in those days, would have had his hands in the dead creepies. So therefore, now that he's stuck his hands in the food, you can assume he made a tummy. So the chazaka over there makes a tummy. By my tummy to remember. So then why does Rameer say, I mean, if this is like a sure thing that all kids play in the dirt, then uh, why is it that Rameer says it's, it's okay? Because it's true. Most of them will play in the creepies, Metafkin. But there are some. There's always that extra clean kid that wouldn't touch it with me. It ain't Metafkin. Now, you have a minority, but the iska, the dough, started out tahar. The smoke, miat lechazaka. This is a whole subject. Can you take, you're adding two things together. You have the fact that it's only a majority of kids that uh, play in the, in the garbage dump. There's also this minority doesn't. And you add that together with the fact that the dough started out to her. Isru roiv that weakens the rove. So that's why Rav Shimon holds that uh, uh, you don't have to burn it. You don't, have, you don't assume it's tummy. Rabbanin, they say, Mia commanda lesadami. Oh, come on. Which kids don't play in the, you know, come on. Kids are kids. Uh, it's not, it's not, a, it's, there's always a question. When we say me, do we mean like only 51% play in the garbage and 49 don't? Or we mean 99% play in the, that, so if you have 1% that doesn't, or even 5% that don't go out and play, that's a, that's, that's like an insignificant amount. The chazak of a ruv, ruv adaf, and the majority is definitely stronger. It's enough that you would burn truma. Rabbi Yochanan said, no, that's not strong enough to burn truma. Now, by the way, we're seeing there is more than one type of chazaka. That's that we're seeing clearly. That chazaka isn't as strong enough. As this is a strong enough chazaka. Rabbi Yochanan said, what is that? It's a Let's say you got a dough inside the house. And uh, the, your house has been infiltrated by uh, frogs and creepies. And uh, there's definitely proof that something got into your dough. It says like you got pieces in your dough. Something, some outside, and it means like scales or something. Something's there that must be from the creatures. So the question is, which kind of creatures put the stuff in your dough? So im roshratzim. If the majority of things that are there are, are the creepies, so tummy. Im roiv svardim, but if they are the, uh, believe it or not, the frogs are not in that camp, they don't make things tummy, so then it would be tar. So that apparently is a, um, I think that when these things are around, um, let's try that Rashi, five lines. Im roiv shratzim, im habayis mukuzes shratzim, I don't know how you get a certified house full of shratzim. <laughs> My house is certified uh, uh, that's infested, I guess. That's what Rashi says. If you know that your house is, has a kazaka, that you got more creepies than you do frogs, that uh, tome. It's in front of us. See, the child is like one step removed. The child was like playing in a place. Here, the, the creepies are there. You walk in the kitchen and you see the creepies there. Whereas over there, it was the child that went into the... It's, it's removed. So this is a stronger kazaka. Let's bring a proof like... So um, 
Uh, this is, uh, we had this, uh, the, we learned some of the laws of what to do when we're not sure from Sota. Uh, the, the Torah talks about the Sota, uses the word Tumah, and over there it deals with a case where the woman knows whether she did it or she didn't, whether she's Tame or not, and so uh, we want to uh, learn from there that, uh, that there's a difference when there, you can find out the details and you can't find out the details, whether there's Das Lisho. Now really, you can't ask the creepies over here, did you touch the, uh, did you get into the dough, or maybe it was the, the the pure species that got into the dough. You can't really ask, you know, which which thing died or which thing fell into the dough. But Vaska Khamim, the Khamim made it as if Shiesh Behem Daslishol, as if you could ask them. Meaning as far as these halachas went, they treated it strictly. So we see um, we see that uh, they were uh, strict in this case, that they 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 assumed the worst. Um, and again, so that's, that's what we're saying about this case of the, um, uh, even though it's, it's, uh, it's not like the typical case where you could ask what happened, we assume, uh, I think it, we know if a person has a house that's infested, it's almost like not, it's not a question. <laughs> if you have, you know, the, the, the bugs go to food, you know, they, they're looking for the food. And if you left the food uncovered in the kitchen and you see pieces of stuff in it, and, and uh, why would you assume that only the frogs got in it? Like, you know, you've got these, these, the flies are swarming around, the creepies are swarming all around it. Of course, that we're saying that that's 100%. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, let's do Rashi. Im Roiv Shratzim, about six lines up. Ima Bais, I just did that, Rashi. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Tinuk, uh, then also the case of Tinuk, Odacheres. So there's two more cases. What are those two more cases? Tinuk, that's the case that we quoted already, where the child grew up as a child, and therefore, if the mother was then uh, warned, don't sleep with this, this child, and she goes ahead and she does it, and she says, he's not my child, he's my husband. <laughs> we don't believe her, because everybody remembers uh, her giving him piggybacks. And uh, doesn't say how old he was. It's hard to imagine somebody. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was going to say a thirteen-year-old getting a piggyback, or it must have been. You know, like was, could it have been her husband, and she planned on marrying him when he got older? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it could be. I guess. Uh, yeah, but What's the other one? So now we're going to look at another case. Isa Uh This is a similar to the previous case. You got food in the house. And you got chickens, and you have impure liquid. And and you've got, as we turn the page, this dough is definitely um, been tampered with. You got, uh, I think the kurim are like, what does the art school call it? Uh, what's the word? Pex. Pex, yeah. It, it it means like a beak mark, a beak marks, or is that from the mouth or from the foot? Uh, no, I think it's from the mouth. That's the pecking order. Okay, the pecks. Okay, so that's what nekurim nekurim beisa. So uh, tolan. So we're not sure what to do. Did they make it impure? Now they had to have had the liquid there too. If they didn't have the liquid in this case, so you don't eat it. You better not eat it. Got a good idea, but you don't burn it either. 
that's only if the liquid was a white liquid, was like water. If the liquid was red, if they had been drinking the red liquid, then certainly you would have seen red marks in the dough. And so clearly they didn't, uh, if, if he's saying that if the liquid was of something that would have made an appearance, the Mara says, but how do you know? Maybe it was the red liquid and it got absorbed in dough. There's two different kinds of red liquid. There's a kind of red liquid that will get absorbed in the dough, and you won't be able to tell. And then there's another kind of red liquid that, that you'll be able to tell was there. It depends. If it's red slulim, it's like clear, that like it shines. Um, so... Then that could have gotten absorbed. But if it was a cloudy liquid, then it would have left a mark. I don't know what, that, what this test is. Like you can see a reflection in it. Rashi says, um, I'm not sure where they're right. Pirushu lo shama. I'm not sure. You should differentiate between clear and cloudy. Mashkin skulim noichalava. Clear liquids get absorbed easily. Thick liquids don't. So we're trying to say that the question is, can we assume that these chickens first uh, drank the liquid, got into the liquid, and then touched the dough? So we're saying, well, it, it really depends on what kind of liquid. Even if it was red, if it's clear, you wouldn't be able to tell because that'll get absorbed. But if it was a thick liquid, then it, it would not. Like and, yeah, I, but he's saying clear, like you could see reflections in it. I'd so have to. Yeah, like or, I'm wondering if like blood is thick or something. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the Gemara is talking about, but there's a, there's a difference in the appearance between a solution and a suspension. Things that are suspended in water are, are opaque. When you shine, when you shine light through them, the light becomes absorbed by the. Floating in water, solutions are are not opaque. You shine a light through it; it goes all the way through. Blood is a suspension because it is a liquid that has tiny blood cells suspended in it, and uh, you 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 can't see into it. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. because because the stuff actually obscures mm -hmm. what's, what's behind it. I see. So um, so that's very good. You're explaining this, aren't you? You're not. Um... So what don't you understand? I'm presenting a possibility. Again, oh, okay. I'm saying that. I, I see. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, but it's, uh, the blood has a very different character than, say, uh, uh, um, food coloring. <laughs> right. It just uses the word a liquid that's solo. Uh, it's, it's, it has, it's, it's like clear that it, you see reflections in it or that you, a child can see himself. Uh, whereas the thick ones or the, the akurim, the cloudy ones, you can't. Okay. New Mishnah. Salal actually means to penetrate into the depths, like in, in Kriyas Yamsuk, um, I think. Oh, does it? Really? Is that how you understood that's what the word salal means? Like, uh, like to yeah, dunk? It means, it means, it means, to, it means to, to fall down. To, uh, what, what's the word the art scroll uses for the type of liquid, salal? Salaluka Oferis. That's what I'm thinking of. I believe it's, it's the same word, natural. yeah. But it's only by liquids that are, I called it clear. Yeah, it says clear, but uh, it's, it's probably that word. Okay. 
we had we had the word Nikurim up mm-hmm. at the top. Uh, you know, so the two the two words done for me with from Pumish are by uh, Dustin and Aviram. They say even if you gouge out our eyes, right? Um, cannot hear as as say Nahum or something mm-hmm. like that. And also you have Nikras Hasur. Mm-hmm. So the cleft of the the cleft of the rock. So there there's a there's a Gouged out. I see. Uh huh. Okay. All right. One other question. Cloudy. Okay. Okay. That's the same as blood. Blood is cloudy. Um. One other question. What's what's for for burning through Mitzharu? What's the what is that a chayve lavim? I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe so. It's a. In other words, there's a lav to burn truma. I believe. Yeah. So lots of burn trumas. So I have two questions. The first is so to add to what other people have asked. So great, it's a lot to burn trumas, but it's a chave krisus to kill somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to make that question stronger. I, 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 you're saying it sounds very strange to us that we rely on Kazaka to kill somebody. Uh, we don't have proof that this is her kid, but we don't want to rely on it to burn the truma. Uh, I, that doesn't sit well with you. Okay, I hear. Kachim, if you have, you know, a, a, like a suffix for, for whether the Kachim or or Roy for the Mizbeach, so you put it out to, to pasture and you wait for it to get a mum, right? And then it's clearly possible, right? Right. The, the, the Gemara doesn't have any sort of a provision for truma. Why don't you just take the truma and wait till it rots? Yeah, that's, what you, that's what you end up doing. That's exactly what you do end up doing. But I... I okay. Yeah. Okay. And once it rots, it's no longer food, so it didn't burn it. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's what you end up doing, I believe. Let's see the Mishnah. Uh-huh. New halacha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to add one other thing back to the case where, uh, about the woman with the clothing and the nida. We learned in SCP that uh, even if the woman was wearing the clothing and even if the neighbors think that she's a nida, um, if she can demonstrate that she like wasn't in the mood or whatever, mm, she has she namasla. Husband, yeah. Mm-hmm. The next day, you know, then she is believed. Mm-hmm. So here he is saying there's a chazaka that he'd be put to death. No, no, just to whip him. The Nita case was to whip him, I believe, right? Yeah, the Nita case was to whip him. Was to whip him? Yeah. Okay. I, I suppose if she if she could get him out of it, if she she has a good. Uh, what Richard's saying is true. Like, if the woman says, well, the, the other clothing was in the laundry, so that's why I put it on, you know, or something like that, um, they, they, you know, that, then, then you would, uh, that, that's what's called an amasla. Sometimes that's accepted. I'm assuming there's no other information here. In other words, she says, yeah, he was together with me at the wrong time of the month, you know, or whatever. So, um, Unless there was a person in, actually, person in the room watching them or whatever. But, I mean, barring that, there was really no way of knowing. Uh, well, that goes into the other question. How how does anybody testify that somebody has relations? What do they have to What do they have to see? That's that's, that's another question. Okay, new Mishnah. Lo There's a um, this is a rabbinic mitzvah that uh, one is not alone with a woman who's forbidden to him, uh, or because uh, when men and women are alone they could be tempted and they could end up sinning and sin can be avoided by not being alone with the opposite. Uh, there's so many things in, in life that happen uh, in the Gentile world that would have been avoided if people had uh, followed these laws. So what about if a person has, is alone with two women? 
So do we say that one woman could be a chaperone for the other? So the Mishnah says no. Lo yisachad anamim shtei nashim. Two women, one woman can't be a chaperone for the other. So Rashi brings a famous rule. Um, we see from Breshis, the very beginning, that uh, the original woman uh, gets conned into something, gets talked into something uh, by the snake. And so the understanding is, is that a woman can be talked into something easier than a man, generally speaking. That, that's generally speaking, women can be pitui, uh, they can be convinced uh, to do something. Maybe they're more trusting or, or then uh, uh, maybe they are easier to push around. It's hard to say exactly what it is. And again, it doesn't mean every woman, it doesn't mean every man. Rashi says, uh, over here, why should a man not be alone with two women? The word used in general was that, um, we find this by women, they have what's called daitin kala. They're, they're, not as, they're, they're not as strong in their, uh, in their um, uh, if somebody challenges them, they're easier to win over in certain ways. And if there's two women, maybe he is, uh, he, he's got them both. Uh, maybe he'll fool around with both of them. Now, why wouldn't one be chaperoned by the other? One isn't afraid of the other. Shafi because the other one also might be compromised. So, therefore, a person shouldn't be alone with two because um, it's, uh, there, there are times when that's not, a, that's not foolproof. But one woman can be alone with two men. We're going to see these got to be Rashi Sish Echad Bosh a person would be, uh, if somebody's watching, he wouldn't do it. Rishimin says, uh, He says, no, two women is a good chaperone. Uh, now, then he says, Especially if one of those two women is his wife. Uh, and they can even be sleeping in a hotel uh, if his wife is there. She's going to keep an eye on him. A person can be alone with his mother in Bito and his daughter. And they can sleep in the same bed. But if they're older, they should at least be wearing their clothing. Um, it's, it's been common in many cultures not to sleep in any clothing. Uh, but if, the, uh, if the, uh, they're together with a woman in the bed, even their mother or daughter, they should wear clothing. Let's see the Gemara. My time, tiny baby, Rivio. What's the reason that two women might not be enough? Uh, because, and Rashi said, that uh, women, uh, some women are easier to convince. They're convincible. Uh, and, uh, or one can be convinced to cover for the other. So therefore, you need more chaperone power. Where do you know this? Where's there a hint to it? The rabbis made a rule. There has to be a verse that would hint to that rule. That's a famous concept. If the rabbis made a rabbinic law, that you, there, not, there, there needs to be at least a hint of it somewhere in the Torah. So uh, the following. It says like this. Here it's talking about idolatry. It's really not talking about convincing to be immoral. We always connect idolatry to adultery, by the way. If you can be convinced to worship uh, another God after our, our Jewish God, our Hashem has been so good to us, a person can be convinced, uh, interested in another woman after he has a wife, right? So, or the wife can be convinced after she has a husband. It says, 
your brother, usually a person uh, will be convinced. It, it, sometimes it's a family member that does it. A person is, uh, trusts their family. And if the son of your mother, uh, the key ben, imka, masis ben, ave, what if, why is it only a half brother from the mother's side and not a half brother from the father's side? So, el, elomerlach, ben, misyach, and imima. It's coming to tell you the reason uh, that even if a person has half-brothers, meaning that there, there is a, a multi-layered family, the mother died, the father died, the new wife, but he's going to be close with his mother even if she remarries, and therefore he's going to be close with the brothers on his mother's side. Whereas the brothers on his father's side, he won't be necessarily, if the father remarries, he won't be as close with them. But the, the, but how could he be close with his mother if she remarries if he's not allowed to be alone with his mother? It must be we trust him with his mother. That's, that's the basic idea. But, also, but he can't be alone with other forbidden women. He can be alone with his mother, but he can't be alone with another with a married woman or somebody forbidden. So the Morris says, but Pashta Kruba Mike, see, what is this per- verse talking about? It means not only. Lonely boy, Ben. Of not only a half brother on the father's side, this Sanile, who sometimes competition, boys can be competitive with each other, especially when they're going to have to share the family business. Uh, that's the Benav. Of Aisle Eitzes Rose. And you know what? One brother might give the other brother bad advice to get him out of the picture. And that unfortunately also was part of the original Kain and Hevel. You see what brothers sometimes are nice to each other. But even a brother on the mother's side, they don't have that competition for the, the money. The Lose doesn't hate. I would have thought he'll listen to him if the brother says, Worship the Yadu Kamash Malon, that you shouldn't listen to him. Mar says, Name Let's say our mission doesn't follow Abishol the Tanya. So, uh, if a person has a miscar- has a baby that doesn't last 30 days, you don't need to have a, uh, a coffin and a full, uh, full bearer. He can be buried in, a, uh, in, in uh, like a sling. You don't need a minion. You could have one woman and two men do the burial. But don't send a man. The, funeral, the cemetery was a very quiet place away from everything out of town uh, with one man and two women. Because uh, you're afraid over there that the man will be alone with the women in the cemetery, he might be up to no good. Abishol said, even one man and two women. So he seems to say uh, that the two women aren't chaperones. Uh, so, um, but Abishol says they are. So Abishol doesn't seem to agree with our Mishnah. He seems to say two women, uh, oh, just bring along one extra woman and you could be alone with two uh, forbidden women, and we trust one woman to watch the other. So Morris says, if he, it, it goes into it also that women can be close with each other and one won't tell on the other. You know, like that's, that's also part of it. It means that one of them can, they can be convinced to allow a sin to take place. The Morris says, even like Abishol, uh, that uh, Abishol can even agree that. Usually, a woman, a second woman, won't be a good chaperone. We're we're worried that maybe somehow he'll talk the other woman into covering up for him, or he'll seduce her too. But in a funeral, that's not the best place to seduce women at the you know at their funeral, at the funeral of their baby, at the miscarriage, at the uh, at the other woman. He holds that it's kind of you know a cemetery and a funeral. It's really not the place to seduce women, and therefore a second woman is enough. 
Rabban and Sava they Yisuk, they hold that no, the Yitzhahara is in business all the time. Even when a person is mourning, he, he can have a Yitzhahara. Um, Yeah, uh, something minute, even the even the stronger one. So Ab um what's that verse referring to? Misra He doesn't he, he holds that there um uh there is no difference. Um he he holds that, that a person does doesn't have a Yetzahara during that Ninas the same way. So according to him, how does he learn the Pasuk? So he learns that Pasuk totally different. That is referring to somebody that's complaining about the, what, the, the, the hand that he's dealt. People complain about life. How, what right does a person have to complain? Does a person think that he's an angel? He never did anything wrong? God gave him life. What's he complaining about? Uh, let's just see, right? It's a fascinating Rashi. Uh, why is the person who's alive complaining? If you're alive, how dare you complain? I mean, if you're dead already, then you can complain. But you're alive. Sometimes people, they are unhappy. They, why me? You have any idea the kindness that Hashem does with you? People, they don't tend to notice all the good things that Hashem does for them. You know, they're healthy, they have this, they have that. But the thing that they don't have, they have all kinds of complaints. And by the way, we see it in others all the time. In other people, we always notice that. I'm thinking like, why is that person so upset? Look at all the things he has. But he doesn't see it. He just sees what he's lacking. He says, He says, God, I'm giving you life. I didn't didn't kill you. Um, The key... um, that that's the way he learns the pasuk. Okay, back to the gemara. Um, uh, is it why is the person playing? Did he never sin? It's enough that I gave him life. I had a rabbanu learn They bring. They say we have practical proof that people fool around in the cemetery, like the story that happened. And uh, there was a, a story uh, where they, uh, um, let's see the Rashi, he brings this story. Um, last thin line Rashi. Even, um, even if you want to say a person has less Yitzhahara when they're sad, could it come? Now, by the way, there is, some people say by Yafas Torah in battle, the reason there is such a problem is because his emotions are going bonkers. You know, his best friend just got killed and life and death. And uh, so then all of a sudden he sees a beautiful people when their emotions are going bonkers. They don't have so much usual control because their their regular stability in life is broken. They can get something from left field that they would never do can all of a sudden come into play. So even though you'd say, well, it's not time for him to be romantic. He's terribly grieving. What are we worried about? So Rashi, He says that sometimes we're afraid he's really not so sad. And he's going out and pretending that he's caring. Maybe we, we, it's our job not to let people be alone with forbidden women. And if we see him going and he's saying, oh, I'm going to bury someone, we say, sure. 
They, they brought out a live baby, pretending it was dead, to sin with a man to be alone with him in the cemetery. In other words, in the city they couldn't be alone, so they pretended to bury somebody. Let's see Tosus. Um, Tosus has a different story. Listen to this. There was a woman who was crying terribly that she lost her husband. And she went to the cemetery. And there was somebody in the cemetery, you know what a Shomer Tully is? He was guarding a hanged man, meaning that somebody had been hung uh, by the king and uh, they appoint a guard to uh, make sure that they wanted to make a public display. This is what happened to those that rebel against the king. And it was his job to make sure that nothing happened to the body that was hanging there. This was in the cemetery? Yeah, but Siva And the Melech <laughs> said, you, you know, you better watch that body. And he sees this woman crying in the cemetery over her dead husband. Upita uh, Oso, and he seduces her. And she gives in. And then he goes back to the uh, body. And guess what? I can't find it. Walked away. Oops. And he was very upset. The king's going to have my head. So the woman said, don't be afraid. You could take my husband, dig him up out of the grave and hang him up there. Uh, and she took out her husband and they hung him up in the place. Um, Hari Luck, you see from here, even at a time of mourning, people can do very strange things. Okay, we will stop here. Have a great day, everybody.